0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a CC Radio podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe ufo radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a 5 star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. On tonight's episode, we have Paulina joining us, and Paulina has had some absolutely incredible experiences from fairies, interactions with beings from other dimensions, to even producing hybrid alien children, and that's just scratching the surface. I want to welcome Paulina to the show. Paulina, thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, no worries. And we were talking a little bit before the show started, and you said that you've actually been interacting with beings from other places since childhood, and you actually had a near-death experience. Do you mind kind of telling us and taking us back to when this all first started for you?
1: Sure, it'd be a pleasure. I... Like I said, uh, I have um, been having experiences all my life and so I don't really think of them as paranormal, I kind of think of it as fairly normal. Uh, It's only sometimes when I share some of my experiences with people and I see their responses in their eyes and their faces and their body language that I think, oh, I should probably back off a bit here, (laughs) (laughs) it's a bit weird for people. Um, I don't really, in a way, remember a time when I didn't have what people would call weird stuff happening. Uh, but I can think of specific things that, for me, indicate, I guess, something starting to change. And so when I was about um, four, I was sitting in a tree. Uh, I had climbed a tree because I found that um, adults never looked for little girls in tall trees. And I climbed the tree, and I would sit and talk with what I now realize was fairies, but at the time just thought that they were uh, i guess that it was me or something with voices I could hear, um, but the predominant thing of having absolute contact with other beings started when I was um, about a year later when I was between five and six, and I had um, this uh, witch coming into my room and at the time I just thought it was a witch and she would appear in the corner of the bedroom and up in the ceiling corner and she was in stars and she would cackle at me. She she was that sort of classic image of a, a witch with a hat and a long nose with warts and uh, she was just watching me and the eye would move if I moved and she came at night and she she scared me. And at the time, I just thought there was this switch there, as I said. But actually, later I realized that it was a different manifestation of a being from a different place. And part of the way that I understood that was listening to some other people that... Uh, some conferences and things that I spoke to and some people see beings in their early stages of seeing them as clowns and other people can see them as witches. And there is in the sky a witch constellation and I'm convinced now at this point in my life that this being was a representation of the witch's constellation. And she came to be a watcher. She came to make sure that I was on track, and although she scared me, um, I don't think she was uh, malevolent. I don't think she was malevolent either, but I don't think she was there to harm me. She was just there to um, probably scare the bejesus out of me. And so after the witch started um, coming in, I had a um, sense of uh, I wasn't comfortable uh, a classic thing If I didn't want to, uh, you know, I wanted to check what's under the bed. I didn't like um, the door being open. I didn't like the door being closed because if the door if it was open, they may come in. If the door was shut, they may come in and I couldn't get out, all those sorts of things. And I had a sense that there were other beings coming in um, and then over the years, I had uh, different visitations and I now again recognize them as beings from the Pleiades um, and beings from Sirius. They were not harming me but they were present and so there's that feeling of you have no control of that. They were, as I said, they were very pleasant but I didn't always know when they may come and then there was also a sense of something else happening and that was to do with going off into craft now i don't have strong memories of that or older i have the body memory but not the visual memory of being on the craft and things like that but i do have that sense of being taken and um as i got older um i had eggs taken and i had other experiences that really were about something that i had Agreed to before coming to uh, create hybrids for the future.
0: Have you had any interactions with these beans since um, you've, I guess, since you donated these eggs to create any hybrids or anything like that?
1: I've had. Um, you mean with the, the with the uh, outcome of the eggs? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. There are there. Are, I have three children. Uh, well, I don't think of them as my children. But they are. I think of them as. Uh, um, yeah I guess they are my children but I don't really think of it that way uh, but there's three of them and they are working and doing their thing and they came uh, from my eggs and from other sources as well and um, some of these things with experiences they don't they're not necessarily clear straight away and um, I when I was in my early 20s um I did have a near-death experience, but prior to that I'd had sort of paranormal things where I felt like I was being protected, um, like I'd have a near-miss in a car accident, and uh, I had lights going on when I was walking in dark places and there were no lights. It was just a light that would come on. Um, So I feel on reflection now that there was sort of a a guidance going on. And then after the NDE and during the NDE, uh, I had experiences where I felt a deeper connection to uh, the other world.
0: When you say other worlds, do you mean, um, say, other dimensions? Or do you mean actual other planets? Or is it other realms of, I guess, existence?
1: I actually think I mean yes to all of those questions. because. We live in a multi dimensional reality it's very um it's a very mixed dimension <clears throat> dimensional universe and um, we are accessing those all the time, whether we realize it or not and in the way that we're currently experiencing the world and people are talking about the fifth dimension that's another level of awareness but you know, there are many different universes. There are many different galaxies and many different planets. And then there are also many different beings from different worlds. So it's kind of like I find it impossible to define it in a sense that makes sense the left brain because there's so much we still don't know about the world. And the world that we really live in and it's just multi dimensional, multifaceted and um, multi being. Yeah.
0: Now have you have you ever I guess because you, you did say earlier that you went on a, a craft and you can't really quite remember that experience too well, but do you remember visiting any of these alternative realities or or other planes of existence?
1: I do, but those the the memories that I have from that are from um uh, A, the NDE um and also since then working with um, other beings to participate in uh, cleansing sacred sites, interacting with stone circles crop circles um helping other people cleanse their their land and things like that, and so in that case, you can go through with these beings into other dimensions, other places, other universes.
0: Just to touch on a point there a little bit earlier there, Paulina, you said that um, you have three hybrid children. How long ago did you, um, I guess, you donate your eggs for for this procedure to
1: happen? Well, that's a really good question because I don't know exactly because it went on for some years and I don't know exactly when certain eggs were taken because there were procedures that happened. but. the um, beings that are not children, so they're adults, and um, the ne- near-death experience that I had um, was related to a cyst on a, a on an ovary that ruptured, and again, on reflection, I think that was connected to having had uh, things done that created something in the body that then um, had a response that said uh, I also believe that part of that near death experience for me was as a soul coming in as an incarnation because I believe that's what we all do it was an awakening for me to really fully uh, start doing what I came to do rather than do it unconsciously and just sort of not so much stumble along the path but do it by random it was time to wake up to it and part of it is to um, help change our consciousness collectively and my own and um, help with the planet and things like that sounds all very grandiose but I don't mean it quite in the way that it sounds and it's about remembering the right brain and the divine feminine and what better way than having an uh, a, a near death experience based upon an ovary.
0: Your children, do you interact with them at at any point since um you, you kind of I guess conceived them?
1: When I began to really understand that I did have the children on, on in other places and they were hybrid, um some of them were smaller children or teenagers and then and then I sometimes we'll have a visit with them um but it, it look i've met i've spoken at different um, conferences and things and i've met people who've had far more vivid experiences than me and you know very very sort of like they come to see them on earth i don't have that experience with them i just haven't more of a An intergalactic experience with them if that makes sense so we may um, converse or I may be shown that they are doing certain things it's almost like if um, if I saw them in another dimension in a in a room or in in on another plane or in a craft of some kind I can watch them it's almost like I become that um, observer of what they're doing Just seeing how they are Seeing that they're okay, that kind of thing
0: Okay, so it's kind of like your consciousness Goes to, I guess, where they are And you're able to witness what's going on with them Rather than your your actual Physical uh, body going to them
1: Yeah, that's that's my current Understanding, and I say That because it's a bit like um, You know, with the near-death Experience um, The actual experience that we have, uh, according to some of the researchers like PMH Atwater, they take at least 20 years to um, kind of come to that place of understanding of what happened. But but equally, they unfold for the rest of our lives. And the same with when we have these experiences. they They don't always have absolute clarity to them At the time, you know, we we might say we saw a light or I felt weird or um, I felt frightened. And uh, they're absolute truth. But sometimes later, rather like with the witch for me, the witch frightened me. But many years later I realized that she actually didn't mean to harm me. But at the time, um, witches, anything with masks, anything with weird faces, really scared me but it was because it felt different and it felt strange and you feel a sense of out of control with your body and and that that can also mean that you get frightened or I got frightened and other people I've spoken with had similar fears Um, and then sometime later something happens and you understand a bit more about it so like for me having the um
0: Okay. And with your children, do you mind me asking what um, you mean by hybrid? So um, I, we understand a hybrid is something that's crossed with something else. But do you, can you elaborate on, I guess, what is the other half of this children, if it is a, a, at least a half?
1: Um, well, when I see them, I see them as what I would term to be, uh, they have um, human DNA, which is presumably my DNA. If they're my children, um, and they have DNA from other um, beings. So they're, they're, I want to say, Syrian beings, um, and they look, they've got bigger heads than we do. Uh, they have um, this sort of slightly more elongated heads. One of them has uh, bigger eyes, but generally they look a bit more human, but they're longer, thinner. Um, and because I have interactions with beings from Andromeda and Sirius and Pleiades, I couldn't specifically say they're exactly from that. One of them is from the Syrian. That, there we go. I'm saying it specifically. One is from the Syrian. Um, and one of them Andromedans. And Andromedans, in my experience, are quite long and thin with long fingers. So they look sort of, they don't look human, but they don't look really like... Um, a big giant reptile walking around or something like that,
0: how has I guess having children from another existence kind of affected the the way that you you see the world now?
1: Um, I don't know if it's affected the way that I see the world now because I think I already had the sense that the world is a much bigger place than we think it is, um, but it it does mean that for me. I've always felt that we're connected to the stars and that our ancestors come from the stars. And in all the ancient stories and 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 mythologies that I've come across and continue to explore, uh, there's always that sense that there were star visitors and that we... Not just from the Big Bang came from the stars, but actually we were seeded by the stars. So for me, it's that sense of we're all multi galactic, and how lucky am I to have a family? I don't think of it as a family, I think it's in the human way, but the connections there that um, just feed that multi dimensional aspect of who we are. I don't know if that sounds a bit weird.
0: No, I think it sounds quite nice, actually. And it's, it's kind of refreshing to, to hear someone's take on it who's had a firsthand experience with, um, you know, with something that is, is quite literally from out of this world where it doesn't sound as, um, it doesn't sound like it's a movie or something that's too, too far fetched. It's something that's quite grounded and has a little bit of, of sense to it if that makes any sense to you.
1: Well, I'm glad that you think that because, as I said at the beginning, you know, for me, this is um, quite normal, even though it doesn't sound normal. I get that. It's quite normal. And so it's not about um, weird, wonderful and spacey. It's about this is how it is. And it it is grounded. It is, it is my reality and it is other people's realities as well. And... I think the more we can understand that what we think of in third dimensions, you know, three dimension, like what we can see, touch, taste, feel, and hear is the only reality, we're missing so much about what's actually available to us and what we came to be.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree with you 100% on that one. Now, I, I kind of want to touch on something that you you spoke about right back at the start. And it's something that kind of caught my my interest is um you said that when you were four years old you um you were playing with fairies in in the tree now can you can you kind of elaborate a little bit on um i guess what the the fairies were to okay. you
1: well um, in my experiences with the paranormal as we're calling it and And let's say the other side, there are different ways that we pick up information and different ways that we interact. And some of it's visual. So if people are visual, they will see things. Um, And it may be they see it equivalent of watching a Hollywood movie. Um, So they may see curtains literally opening, portals opening, um, beings coming through, and they may even be able to touch them. If we're um, sensory... We or clear sentient, we may have sensations of being so we may not see them, but we'll feel them, or we may feel the wind change, or those sorts of things. And if we um, are clairaudient, we'll hear things. So, for me, my primary way um, as a child was to uh, um, feel things, so I'd sense things, and then I would hear things, and then I would see things. So, they they would first manifest as I'd um, have a feeling that there were beings around, that there would I would hear voices. And fairies for me then, and still now, they have quite high voices and there's a lot of like the sort of whispering that goes on. It, 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 and um, then I may see uh, twinkles on the leaves or I'd see the leaves actually moving and then I'd see little fairy beings.
0: Okay. And how do the fairies look? Because... I kinda of have a, a very centralized view of how a, a fairy would look and that's only because of um say fairy tales and, and things like that. Do they fit that generic mold or is are they something else? I think
1: they can come in different forms, but um they do the ones that I interact with in call cool fairies do have wings. And they have wings that are um, they have two wings, <laughs> if uh and the, um Their wings are a bit pointy at the top and they have sort of like two segments to each wing, if that makes sense. Um, But some of them um, don't, they'll have very long, uh, long, just one sort of wing on each side and they flap them around a lot. But they sometimes would um, just appear, so they wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily see them flying from one place to another, but they are, um, they can look like very, very small, um, human, like very tiny humans, but with wings. But they're not because they're, they're a different, um, you know, they're a different being.
0: Excuse my ignorance when I say this, but do you think they live on earth or do you think they live in another realm and they can travel to, I guess, our dimension?
1: Okay. This is my current opinion because my, my thoughts and my understanding changes. Um. In my experiences with them, there are uh, certain beings that interact with the earth um, realms all the time and the fairies, the gnomes, the um, sylphs and the salamanders, so you've got the fairies that are to do with the air element, the gnomes that are to do with the earth element, the sylphs that should do with the uh, water to element and the salamanders are to do with the um, fire element they are participating in keeping the earth um, stable and keeping like the regeneration of forests um, looking they live deep in the earth or they live in the trees or whatever so they part of their job is to interact with the earth and they may interact with other dimensions but they Spend quite a lot of time with the Earth as Earth element uh, as elemental beings to assist in the guardianship and the looking after of the Earth.
0: It sounds like they're kind of the um, the keepers of the Earth from um, from your point yes. of view.
1: And so, in in the work that I um, do uh, with sacred sites and Earth energies and grid lines and all sorts of things like that, every Sacred site, and every piece of earth doesn 't matter whether it 's sacred or not, so for example, if you have house a house on land or um, a piece of a park or something like that, they will all have these elemental beings, whether they 're fairies pixies gnomes um, as I said sylphs and salamanders, and they are all um, looking after and managing the earth under the un, under the guardianship of the of the greater hierarchy, so Pan and other beings, and then there's cosmic beings, and then there's of course the beings that come from different places who participate in that. So there are some people who believe, say, Yahweh's, for example, are beings of the light who put on almost like a costume in order to come and do what they do with the earth. But they're not they don't actually look like that. It's almost like they arrive. They go to the hook and they get their jacket off, or they, you know, their body off, and they go in and wear that. There are some people who believe that. Other people believe that they manifest as, you know, um, tall beings and Yawies.
0: And that kind of would make a little bit of sense when you. There's never been a, a body found of a Yowie or a Bigfoot or anything like that, and you just hear reports of them up and leaving. And it's not uncommon to hear of um orbs of light floating around when there's been a Bigfoot or a Yowie encounter. So this kinda of goes hand in hand with what you're saying. Yeah, it
1: may do. I mean I've 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 worked with some children who've definitely seen yaois and footprints and you know they've um stood in the footprints so there's definite footprints but um yeah i mean and i've seen a lot of orbs a lot of people these days see orbs and and um, there's some people doing some fantastic stuff with orbs um and really investigating just what they they're made of what they contain you know and it's through some uh sophisticated camera work and knowing what they're doing um and yeah there's there's Orbs often come with um, yaowies or Bigfoot, depending on which country we're talking about it from. Um, and orbs will appear with fairies. Um, orbs will appear in uh, um, like cemeteries, you know. And, and so there's some people who believe that orbs are only dead people. And other people believe that orbs are something different. So we're still really learning about what all these things are and what they really can teach us and help us understand whether it's a really positive interaction or a frightening one.
0: Just before we we wrap up here, uh, Paulina, there's one thing that I want to touch base with you is um, about the, the witches that you used to see when you were five or six years old. Do you still see these, um, I guess, manifestations today and, do you see them anywhere else but your home? Do they, do they happen in public? Do they happen um, in other places? Um,
1: I do still see them and they happen in public places. Uh, and the witches um, will manifest in particular um, energy places where there's energy that perhaps, uh, you know, they want me to understand. Um, I sometimes see almost like an overlay on people or I can feel that energy in people. You know when you meet people sometimes and you just have a sensation about them. Sometimes it's like, Yeah, it's that kind of thing. You just know that they're connected to that somehow. Um, And so, yes, I do. And all the beings that I've ever seen, I still have, like including the praying mantis beings. And and, um, my interactions with them are to do with the um, healing and balancing of the earth. So for me, a lot of the stuff that I have interactions with is, is in relation to what I've come to do and the work that I've come to do and um yeah see the witches and it'll be about okay that's a particular spot it's got a particular energy and what do i do with it and how do i interact with the guardians who look after these places
0: wow that's that's actually really interesting so they're almost kind of like a guide for yeah, you
1: yeah they are and uh, yeah, and i don't say it lightly when i say we're friends and colleagues it it takes a lot to say that because it's been a, lo- a long time of working with them and I feel really privileged to be able to participate and to uh, be asked to participate in this and I have my skill set and they know what my skill set is. Um, and they, my skill set develops and grows, and they have their skill sets, and I understand some of them what their skill set is, and others they sometimes tell me, and then we work together and do things.
0: That's really interesting, there, Paulina. And unfortunately, we're kind of out of time for this this episode, but I'd love to get you on again to to maybe dive in a little bit deeper on how you you work with these um these beings and what you can extract. And you kind of said a little bit earlier that you you help people, so. It would be good to get you on again to kind of delve a little bit deeper into, I guess, those operations and I guess the the procedures and things that you do to kind of work with these other beings.
1: Um, I'd be happy to do that and um, you know share whatever I can that will um, I guess help you know help others because uh, for me that's what it's all about. Is we've come here together to you know we've volunteered and if I can share information that helps then I'm very happy to
0: do that. Yeah, that would be great. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode, Paulina.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. And um, I look forward to the next time we do it, whenever that might be.
0: And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au. Or you can message me on Facebook, and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio.